Yo, what's up? It's your boy Young Hills with Dylan. Welcome back to Take Me Back to the 90s podcast, episode 23. How are you doing? Uh, happy Valentine's to all of you. What's up to the people? Well, not happy Valentine's to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. Damn, you're already starting off hard. Uh, no. The ones that aren't, I don't know, some of these aunties, you know, I don't know, it's, it's cool. Some of these aunties, um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, Valentine's is always a funny, funny time, you know what I mean? Uh, women are just project, uh, virtual signaling and projecting, you know, how they feel. And I just saw a lot of posts that were just like kind of made me vomit, to, to be honest, you know what I mean. But we'll get into it. What's your take on Valentine's? Um, I mean, look, I mean, in the simplest form, um, it's it's not as deep as people want to make it seem. But I do think that if you have a relationship with someone, um, and it's obviously it's it's of substance, and you guys actually have built something, I think it can be a good day to sort of celebrate one another, you know, and the kind of love that you have for each other. I think where my issue lies sometimes with Valentine's is it becomes sort of like a competition thing of, ah, oh, my man's got me this, or ah, I got that, or, you know. And and you know what? Sometimes I feel like, I mean, it's, it's not something that happens, um, like, for everyone, but I do feel like when it comes to Valentine's, it ends up sometimes being a, a one-way street for a lot of, you know, for a lot of uh, relationships where, you know, the girl just gets and the guy doesn't really get much, if or like, like, if anything, nothing. The thing you know? I hate about this Valentine's tradition, if we're going to go with the tradition, the tradition is leap year, the females, you know, ask the guys out, get, get the guys present. And I have seen nothing from, like, about that. Like, it, it's... It's kind of hypocritical, to be honest. Um, and I've, I, I, I'm going to address a certain group of uh, <clears throat> women, especially my kind, my sisters, black women. We have to kind of bring you forward to the table and, and just keep it a buck. You know what I mean? And I have a song for it. <laughs> and this song... I don't fuck with you. It just... I have to get it out there. This is terrible right now. Like, black women, especially black women that I know, y'all are just moving dizzy, especially when it comes to pretending to, you know, love and relationships and e.g. Valentine's. Y'all are trash at presents. Like, Dylan, you got a great Valentine's present from your girl that I... To be honest, I was like, yo, in my whole life will I ever meet somebody who who's that thoughtful and precise and just like tell the people what you got for Valentine's from your girl and your girl is Asian and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I got um she what she did, she got an, an animated drawing of one of our pictures and she knows that I, I love art, you know, because I did uh, art for my Cambridge exams. I was pretty, pretty decent. So I like art. I like drawing when I get the chance. I so 
that yeah. was that was love. really yeah I, I love yeah so she knew that I lo- I love art so that one was probably my my most favorite gift but the way she did it like the whole package she she got basically sort of like a concept art where it's like I love the five senses of you and at first I was like wow mm. like what does that mean mm-hmm. and then she's like the five she took the five senses like touch smell and all these different things and she correlated it with the things that I like and I was like wow wow that was actually really creative you know what I mean so so she got me the animated picture of us uh she got me a bottle of Bailey's you know I like Bailey's um she got me um <laughs> this one's a funny one but I actually needed I actually wanted some socks she got me socks um and she got she got me I needed I needed a a flash stick actually I I I'd always you know be say ah oh, man like I I, I need well, a flash stick yeah and what else did she get me she got me oh yeah she got me uh um uh scented candles from body and works uh they basically they last for like i think two weeks where and they're not just like your typical you know corner store candles like scented candles they actually stress relieving you know candles because you know sometimes there are days where like i'm a bit i'm a bit low i'm a bit stressed so she said look you know whatever you're feeling that light it up and it's, it's actually pretty helpful and i was like wow you know you took you took everything into detail. So, yeah, that was my bad time to get from from her. Mad love to Kay because, I, you know, I've had conversations with women and these, and, and just past experiences, there just is no effort put into it. And it's not necessarily about the money. It's just the, just if when you put an effort and thought into the, the gifts, that you get for your man or your woman, it may, it means more than you buying some fancy label thing. And yeah, I think a lot of people that I know, a lot of females that I know could definitely take some lessons from K like, like no joke. Um, because like, we have to be honest as men, like, especially with, with black women and, and just how I feel like this sense of entitlement is like, they don't bring anything anything to the table other than poem and and, and 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 booty and it's like what else are you bringing in and as a brother i'm sorry to say this but like i am just i'm at a po- i'm at a point in my life Dylan where we've had this discussion i love black women and i know people are, well, someone who listens to this was who doesn't know the context of me or you know my history or whatever it's like I've only dated black women. I love black women. You're one of the most beautiful women on planet Earth. But gosh, y'all are just moving slimy and y'all just need a system update because I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I think I need to date outside of my race. Because I feel like when they're pretending to y'all, it's greener pastures. Because, yeah, man, I've just had it up to there. Like, I, I, I just can't tolerate y'all anymore. Like... Y'all, y'all don't bring enough to the table, to be honest. Yeah, you know, because like for me, because um, I, I, you know, this whole issue, you know, I wanted to look at it from more spectrums. So, you know, I had a, a lot of conversations with a lot of my, you know, you know, female friends and acquaintances because I, I didn't want to. 
like sort of just be quick, like, oh, y'all, y'all don't bring too much to the table kind of thing. I, I really wanted to understand what was it. You know, I wanted to understand the genesis of like, why do you guys move like this? Because it's like, it's like we want to we want to be with you kind of thing, like like really. But it's like, but you know, in terms of longevity, in terms of like, because we have to look at it in the context of okay, let's assume that the guy brings a lot to the table, yeah, and mm-hmm. he likes you and all these different things. But it's like, but man, like, I, I'm not so sure she's gonna bring enough to the table to sustain our relationship to create that sort of you know, balance. So I had a conversation with a lot of them, you know, and they more or less said the same thing. And for example, like, you know, with let's take, for example, where we come from, you know, Zimbabwean girls, I had a lot of conversations with them. And I was like, listen, why is it that, you know, in our relationship dynamics, you know, when it comes to, let's say, for example, you know, thoughtful gifts or just doing all these sort of like, uh, different things that sort of add value to the dynamics of our relationship. Why is it that you guys take, 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 and you don't really give that much? And I need to put a disclaimer, obviously. I'm not saying all, you know, black yeah. women or all women are like this. Of course, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's quite a significant amount of people who move like this. Especially with African women, there's a lot of just take, take, take. There's a lot of sugar daddy culture where, where they're just enabled just to, just to take and, and give nothing but pum. And it's like, as a man, I want more than that. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and it's becoming a norm. With every female, black female that I talk to, it's like, if I was to get into a relationship, I know I'm going to be frustrated because I, I'm going to, I'm going to resent you. If I'm, if I'm just giving and like, you're not bringing anything to the table, like honestly, and it goes the same way for the dudes that just take from chicks. Like y'all also, get tired and y'all resent these niggas. And that's just how I feel. That doesn't mean that I don't, we don't love y'all. It's just what I, what I am seeing out here. Like it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's nasty. And, and, and cause a lot of women, black women ask why are brothers moving outside of the race? And we, as, as, as black men really don't keep it a buck with you. And there's, you need to just look at it and, you know, and like, you know, take away all your feelings and emotions and, you know, and just like, okay, why, why are black men dating outside their races? What, what are those women bringing to the table that I am? Because that's what it's about at the end of the day. Mm. It's not self-hate. We should stop this whole, oh, any guy who, d- who doesn't, who dates outside his race doesn't like himself or doesn't like his people. Nah. It's, it's a it's, very lazy, you know, it's a very lazy approach to look at it like that. And it's just like, nah, you need to. For y'all, y'all, y'all are, are more than us, and the odds for y'all is really like not not as good as us. With like, you know what I mean. So, I think it's it's important that y'all just like have conversations, like honest conversations, and like listen to people like us. We're just gonna keep it a buck, whether you yeah. like to hear it or not. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to to pander and and be PC and 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 so you can like me or whatever. Nah, I'm just gonna come here and and give my POV, you know, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of guys think like us. Like, I, I always tell my female friends, I'm a nigga. Like, like forget what what you think your girls are telling you. Listen, this is what's going on. Like, because we, we as men and women, we don't keep it a buck with each other. And that's another reason I started this podcast. Yeah, you know, like, like I was saying, you know, I asked him, you know, what is it? And 
they were they excuse. Let's take for like Zimbabwean women in particular. Their excuse was, oh well, you know, it's because you know we come from a hard place. So in terms of financial resources, you know, it's very difficult, you know, to to contribute, you know, in terms of you know whether it's kids or oh. even just like. And I was like, look, something for it's the it's the thought that effort you can so exactly that do not require money. I don't yeah. believe set up a picnic you can make sandwiches and go to the top of a hill and just chill like that will mean the world yeah yeah no because i was like i didn't i didn't buy that excuse because i was like listen that excuse is a bit tapped because it's like listen i've been here for a while and i've 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 dated um quite a number of like different varieties of of uh of asian of asian chicks and 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 the thing is, and, and the beauty about it, I've dated chicks, Asian chicks of different classes. So we're talking like super rich and then just normal rich and then middle class, then poor and then like poor, poor. And mm-hmm. regardless of the so-called, you know, class or whatever it is, they all like they all basically had more or less the same traits in terms of even though, for example, let's take like the poor chicks that I've dated even though they might not have had money, they still made an effort in other departments or even yep. like, you know, even that little money that they had, they would sacrifice it and say, you know what, you know, I'm going to get you a t-shirt or I'm going to get you um, a dinner or something like that. And it's not even like a daily thing. It's like even like once a month or twice, you know, you know, twice a month kind of thing. So I was like, I don't really buy that excuse because it's not like, you know, we're out here just like, you know, dating you know, like super rich chicks kind of thing. It's not one of those things, you know. So that excuse didn't fly for me. And and a lot of women that I, I spoke to, especially leading up to Valentine's and like asking women, what what are y'all gonna get for your man, and and men, whatever. And a lot of women have have, have they won't say it, but you can tell by excuse of what somebody says is that they probably tried to do that whole romantic thing. And then they obviously did it to a douchebag who didn't appreciate it. So there's a lot of like women who go through trash relationships and then because they went through that, they now perpetuate that like, nah, I'm not going to do this for, 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 for men because they won't appreciate it. But just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean you should go through life and just not doing things because dude, old dude just wasn't, you know, didn't, didn't appreciate it. Like I hate that mentality of, because you 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 you, you, you were never wrong. grow as a person, and then like you just it basically crippled you for life. I don't want to be in a relationship with a lot with people like that. You know, I for just, me, it's such a it's such a spoiled rat losers mentality where it's like you and you know what's ironic about a lot of these girls who who sort of like project that kind of you know thing is that they would have dated maybe. If you look at their dating history, you'll be surprised. They've only probably dated like two or three or four dudes at the most in their entire life. And they based their entire, you know, dating experience on those four guys. And they conclude that, oh, well, you know, all man, they must be like this. And it's like, rah, like, you need to go out a bit more and, you know, continue to explore. Because, I mean, I'm... They have mm. poor taste in dudes. They yeah. never themselves these questions that's what i hate about women they never like look at the dudes they've got, like dated them like nah but you know what 
I need to change the circle of dudes that I get in, I I date because I get the same results all over and over again. And insanity is doing the same thing and dating the same person all over and all over again. And I, and y'all don't deep it. You know, with me, let's put it in the male context, yeah? In the male context, like for me, for example, um, I've dated a lot of girls that were very problematic, that were just very sort of like detrimental to my own, you know, personal being. And for me, I was never like resentful about it. Obviously, it was, it was hurtful and all that stuff. But for me, it was one of those cases where like, obviously, I break up with her or whatever. And I had sort of like a moment or even a couple of weeks or even a month where I reflect and be like, rah, okay, what went wrong in this relationship? And one of the things that I assessed about myself is that, you know, to a degree, my quality of women, the ones that I was selecting, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like, I realized, rah, like, I have a bad habit of, of, of selecting women that are just kind of like toilet. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? Anytime I step into a new relationship, I'm not going to select the same kind of chicks. You know what I mean? Like, it, the next chick always has to be better than the, you know, the previous one. I can't have the same you know, yeah. cycle happening again it's, and again. It's, it's always important as humans to reflect. And yeah. and so many people didn't out here who don't reflect or if they do, they do not take any accountability of past relationships. And, and like people like that, if you're dating people like that, that should be the first warning shot and the last. Just walk away from people like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so many people like that it's unbelievable. No, uh, for me, honestly, it really does confuse me because sometimes I do ask, like, do you enjoy getting hurt? Do you actually enjoy going through the same cycle with the same kind of dudes? Like, mm-hmm. at some point, you do have to pause with yourself, yeah? And assess, like, rah, like, I keep dating guys who have two, three baby mamas. I keep dating guys who are alcoholics. I keep dating guys who are, like, X, Y, Z. And they all bring the same results. I need to change my circle or, you know, my palais in terms of, you know, you know, the type of men that I select. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's important it's, to do that. It's them. It's always them. Like, it's always like, no, I'm perfect. No. Nah, a lot of young women roll with this whole thing. Like, your shit does not smell. It's, oh my God, the amount of females that even especially today who are like, nah, I don't need a man. Y'all, nah, no, like, it's, it's, I don't know if it's ego. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I would want, like, a, 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 a like a psych, psychologist to, like, tell me what is this? Cause it's, it's, it's a sickness. It's a sickness of just deflecting any account, accountability. Like, it just, like, you, you, your shit smells as well. Like, it's so sad. Honestly, um, when it comes to women like that, I, I stayed clear of women like that. You know, I got to, I got to a point in my life where I was like, when it comes to, cause you know what it is. Yeah. I've, I've gone on a lot of dates with certain women where like, you know, they tell me about their past relationships and so forth. And, um, they would tell me, Oh yeah. Like Mandem was like this. Mandem was like that. Oh, this is why it ended. He was trash. And, one thing I've learned in terms of relationship dynamics, they're always two sides of the story. You know 100%. what I mean? 
And I always ask him, like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, fair enough, the guy was, it was toilet and all that stuff. What about you? What was, what was your role in this entire, you know, mess? Because nice. you cannot, yeah, like, you can't tell me that in this entire thing, you were just this innocent yeah. and pure person. Who you, was really been, you, you enabled him, you still had a part to play, whatever it may be, you had a part to play. But of course, in my assessment and just, you know, just basic observation, a lot of, too many, I'm, I'm so sorry to say this, but too many go on with this life just thinking yeah. that they are, they are this perfect, pure creature who was done wrong by the male figure kind of thing. And it's, like, it's such a dangerous concept because... Propaganda. You know, it's, it's like propaganda. And not only that, you never grow as a person because if you right. never, I mean, like, I mean, this is not necessarily because uh, I'm trying to like draw a parallel. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I mean, I remember one time, um, yeah, I think it was like a couple of years back, like I got mugged, you know, like when I was coming from uni, you know, uh-huh. and like it was in a safe neighborhood. It's not like I was some some dodgy place, but, you know, my shit got stolen and stuff like that. And uh-huh. Obviously, in, in most people's eyes, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're the victim. But for me, I was like, yeah, I was a victim in the plain sense. But I was like, you know what? I really, as much as I'm the victim and my shit got stolen, perhaps, yeah, perhaps I shouldn't have been walking that late at night from uni. I should have taken a fucking Uber or something like yeah. instead of walking. You know what I mean? Like, I still had that level of accountability to say, you know what? As much as I'm the so-called victim in this case... I think it's important so that the same shit that happened to me doesn't happen again. I think so it's you important. You have to learn from things like that. Good yeah. or bad. Learn. Good or bad, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, I think you know, women in general, specifically black women in this case, I think you lot need to stop this idea that you did nothing wrong. I promise you there's going to be something, whether it's your quality of men whether it's the dynamics of how you conducted yourself in the relationship, there's a lot of things, you know what I mean? Stop trying to justify, you know, justify things in your head that, no, this is okay. This was, there was nothing wrong with this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And to add on that, there, there are two types of people, two types of women that I've met. They're the women where you go on a date, you get to know them and you ask them these questions like what happened? Hmm. And and they will say it was him. And then there's the other side because I you're bringing up so many like it's funny like it's 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 like you're bringing up so many conversations I've had with women or so many so many situations. They also the women who just you as you talk about your past relationships, mm-hmm. they do not bring up anything. They act like they were in high school, where they were still in high school. You haven't dated like. I, Listen, I know one person that I had a, a little situation with. I, I I remember having a conversation. I was talking about the shit that I've gone through in past relationships and what I've learned and blah, blah, blah. The shit that I've done wrong. I kid you not. I remember she did not bring up anything. No story about this dude who hurt me or, or a dude that I hurt. Nothing. It was like as if all her past dudes did not exist. And to all my all the listeners, especially to my to male listeners, people like that run fucking over. Cause like I was not 
I was not, I just thought, oh, you know, I, I was too gullible, to be honest. I was like, ah, maybe she hasn't had any stories or any relationships to, to, for her to, to, to speak about. But it was worrying. It's like, now nah, you're too old for you not to have gone through some shit. You know what I mean? People like mm. that, people like people who, when you talk about the shit that you've gone through with in real life or whatever, and they don't even be like, yo, I went through this. I would be very wary because that, that always means there's a lot of shit under the rug. Mm. A lot and of things suppressed in the subconscious. Don't be like me and just overlook it and just be like, ah, whatever. You know, don't share it to me when they feel like, because I, I remember that it happened twice. In that moment, I was like, you know what? Let me not press too much. They'll share it with me <laughs> when they need to. And they will never, because that's how sometimes women roll. Like they don't want to, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's not. I think sometimes that those people haven't dealt with that shit. So they don't talk about it, you know? So, well, for me, honestly, I just, you know, over time, you know, I've learned not to, to entertain women who have not dealt with a large like proportion of the things that perhaps hurt them or traumatize them. Because what happens is, and I think, I don't know what it is, but I definitely think there should be like a mandatory psychology course for for every high school or every uni student. Because yep. what happens is when you suppress, when you suppress things that traumatize you, it's deep within your subconscious. But if it's buried within your subconscious, you always act it out on a conscious level. So for example, if you if you had, let's say, an ex that cheated on you, yeah? If you had an ex that cheated on you and you haven't dealt with it, yeah? You end up being, for example, you know, those typical type of girls who, you know, want to see your phone, they want to have access to your phone, you know, they're always calling you up if you're like five minutes late, ah, where were you? You were talking to another broad kind of thing. And Sometimes people don't even realize where this is coming from. A lot of a lot of chicks don't even realize, yo, where is this paranoia and this fear mm. of possibly being cheated on coming from? And a lot of it has to do with that unresolved issue of you had a partner that you perhaps liked or loved and they betrayed you. And instead of actually finding peace and dealing with it, you know, you buried it under the rug like, oh, that's life, it is what it is. No, it's not life, man. Let that hurt go, mama. Okay, find peace. Like it's so. Like in all seriousness, find peace. So yeah. yeah. Now we 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 will continue this conversation another day because I think it's just a. There's so many like topics to talk about it, so we're gonna continue on a a bit of a bit of news that's been kind of like really popping this past week and um. Dwayne Wade, you know, came out recently and he opened up about supporting his his daughter, even though biologically, you know, I was his son. But, you know, he came out supporting his, his daughter, Zaya, who apparently changed his name from Zion to Zaya, you know, who now identifies as a transgender girl. You know, in, in an interview with Ellen DeGeneres, um, he said that one day he's 12-year-old, came home and asked to have a discussion about using she, her pronouns and, and going by a different name than the one that she was given at birth. A lot of uproar 
um, on social media. Um, I just feel I have no problem with people wanting to identify by a certain sex or or whatever. But I I just I I, I don't I, I it's it's hard to say because it's not my kid, but. I, I don't even I'm gonna say this I'm not gonna bit about the bush because we live um, there's another topic I'm gonna continue about we live we live in a culture where we just can't say what we think because of can we cancel culture or whatever but I don't think it should be legal for a 12 year old to say I want to have I want to undergo you know I want to be a transgender girl. Like and actually begin the process at twelve years old. I have no problem if you at twelve want to identify yourself as gay. I have no problem with that. But changing sex at twelve years old—it's such a big step. There are people mm. in their thirties who take forever to go through that. For a twelve-year-old, I don't. Your no, brain what? hasn't even developed yet at all. It hasn't even yeah. developed yet. You haven't even gone through life experiences. There's a lot of variables when it comes to very subtle issues like this. So when this case started, I was very iffy about it. Because I was like, listen, look, it's not my kid, you know, and stuff like that. But listen, I don't think this is something. I mean, there are two things. First of all, I don't think... Um, at that age, it is wise to do that because that, that kid, Zion or whatever her name is, is too young to make such a big decision. Yeah, let's yeah. start with baby steps. I mean, if it's that deep or if that's serious, let's start with baby steps. Let's go through the process. You go 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, then 18 when you're I think, I think an adult. Process of first therapy. You need to go to therapy and you need to find out why these people are doing it because we can't just accept everyone like, oh yeah, we're doing like the, the, the what people are saying is that people just wake up and just like, ah, I want to be gay, which we'll talk about it later on. And it's like, I feel like we need to find like the genesis of what is it? Because nine out of 10 times, there's always underlying issues and we've had this conversation and we'll, and we'll continue this conversation, but Continue what you were saying. Yeah, so that's the first thing. Too young. Second, let's go with the narrative. Yes, you know, the kid wants to transition and all these different things, yeah? Okay, cool, yep. calm. What, what, I, what, what doesn't sit well with me is that why is it being publicized in such a, in such a way like that? And that's it's, my problem. It's, it's a family business. Keep it in the family and let it grow organically if it needs to we do not need to you know that he's too young and you know a lot of people cut um, a lot of people were giving great slack about oh yeah why have you shown us your kid all these different things but i'm not gonna lie to you i i always agreed with them like drake did the right thing to be very honest with you the way this world has has become with the whole emergence of social media and what people say and all these different things I'm so glad that he did not post his kid. That kid is probably going to grow up like pretty normal. He's probably going to grow up and have a happy life. You know what it's I mean? Okay. You support your kid in this process. That's your business. There's, I, I, what made me kind of feel a type of way is him in a golf cart with Zaya. That's what she prefers to be called now. So I'll, I'll call her by that. With Zaya. And she's a... 
That's difficult. How do you how? She, look, I'll, I'll call her with what she what she identifies as. She is a very smart girl. Mm-hmm. Very smart. I'm not gonna take that away from her. But why would you? You're having a conversation with your kid, like a real conversation that twelve year olds. I know ninety nine percent of twelve year olds cannot even articulate themselves like that. Why are you recording it? And not even just recording it. Why are you recording it? And then your your baby, my, your your wife is now posting it on, on social media. Why do you have to post something like that on social media? What for? Because this is just, this, she's twelve years old. What if in six years she's like, nah, you know what? This is not what I I, I wanted. I was you know because when I was twelve, fam, we, we, when we were twelve, we wanted to be superheroes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of things that we wanted to be when we were 12, 13. And it's like, I don't know if it's wise to put that on the internet yet. I just I just don't know if it is. And it feels like it's an angle for maybe a reality show. I don't know what they're trying to do, but it feels, I feel it's a certain type of way about how they're presenting it to the world. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like you said, the kid is smart, without a doubt, you know, and Honestly, with that kind of intelligence, I, I definitely feel like they need at least another six years, at least another six years to go through the process and to really grow. Like, that kid hasn't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you haven't even hit puberty yet. You're still in that stage. Mentally, physically, like, so many things can change, dog. I get you want to support your kid. I have no problem with it. I just have a problem with you not even just that situation other situations where they're making kids transition at a very young age i don't think it should be legal to be honest there's no rush Mm. there's no rush you're not dying you know what i mean fine that's not that's not something that you can undo And, and sorry to be very like whatever but cutting your dick off and getting like that's a very big thing you know what i mean if you want to wear and wear dresses or wear heels that is your prerogative. And that, that, that would be my, what I would say if I was a parent. Do you. But you want to transition and get on pills. And like you're going to, I feel like a part of your childhood is very important in, in how you develop. I think right now, this is where you're developing and you're just putting this on your lap. Like focus on school, focus on enjoying life right now. And then when you're old enough, then do it. I think by you transitioning, which would, it's a very long process, medication, therapy, all kinds of shit. Like, you know, it's, and it's going to disrupt your childhood, your, your upbringing, and that, that would, could fuck up how you turn out to be as an adult. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, that whole narrative of, ah, oh, be just a supportive parent, whatever your kid wants to do, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I really well, don't, you know, because, I mean, I'll take uh, an example in my own personal life. You know, for example, you know, I wanted I wanted to be a pilot. Like, I really wanted to do it. I mean, I remember my dad actually got me, you know, he bought me, like, one of the, you know, uh, piloting books and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then, you know, I think my, my pops looked at it from more spectrum, and he was like, listen, you know, if you want to do this piloting thing, okay, it's cool, come. But he said, you need to factor the fact that, you know, when it comes to, you know, being a pilot, most people on average, you know, um, only get their commercial plane. They're able to fly commercial plane well in their mid-30s, late-30s kind of thing. And he was like, listen, are you willing 
to wait that long because he was like, listen, I know you, you know, you probably want to do start well in your life very young. You want to be able to work and make money at a relatively young age. Are, are you sure you have that level of patience to, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, I hadn't deeped it like that. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? That's true. You know what I mean? I don't think I have the patience to wait until I'm like mid thirties to start earning good money. You know what I mean? Because I was like, yeah, as much as, you know, that's something that always fascinated me for a very long time. Um, I still in general want to live a good life at a young age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad, you know, my pops had that conversation with me. It was like, listen, yeah, you know, if you really want to do it, okay, cool, calm, we'll support you, but also factor X, Y, Z. And I think the way the parenting of this new age, it's very dizzy and it's very, it's not passive, but it's very, ah, okay, you said X, Y, Z, I'm going to run with it. You know what I mean? I think as a parent, it's important for you to pause, process what your kid is saying, yeah? And then look at things from all angles, look at all the variables, all the possibilities, and say, listen, Le- you know... Parent mm. is guarding to guard the child. Exactly. You know, if your kid says, "Yo, daddy, I don't, I want to stay up until twelve o'clock to watch cartoons," are you gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna support you"? Like, I, I hate that you correcting your kid or you guiding your kid is somehow bad parenting. No, like, bad me, me. If I was in that situation, if I was raising Zaya, me saying Zaya, I think you should wait until you're old enough, until you've matured to make that decision on your own. That is not bad parenting. At all. Like, that and, narrative is bullshit, I'm sorry. And you know what's ironic? You know, look, not to sound judgmental, but I'm not, I'm not particularly sure, you know... Look, I'm not, a, I'm not a parent myself, but, you know, mm-hmm. I understand the dynamics of parenting because I basically looked after my sisters, you know, for the greater part of their life. And I, I struggle to comprehend whether people like Gabs and even maybe Dwayne. Dwayne seems like a very passive partner. But people like Gads, who come from very volatile backgrounds, understand the dynamics and the importance of being a parent who guides your kids in the best way possible, not to just take things. Because my problem with this whole thing is taking things at face value. Because we can look at it, we can flip the whole thing, yeah? Because like you said, there's, a, there's an underlying, there's a lot of the times in these cases, there's underlying issues. And this is where critical thinking is very important. What a lot of people do not know, because Zaya is before uh, Zaya, you know, you know, started living with Dwayne and Gabs. He stayed with his mother. Most people, I'm a hundred percent certain, are not aware that Zion's mother is in a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. We can't overlook and that. We cannot, so we cannot overlook. We cannot overlook that. And I'm not trying to insinuate anything, but I'm no. pretty sure. Because listen, I, and I don't think people understand the gravity so, of what it means. It's imp- it's important to get the full picture of a kid making a decision like this. Because mm-hmm. this is not an everyday situation where a kid makes that decision. Like we like we we have to. We can't just look at headlines and just we like it's like what you're saying is very important. Yeah, continue. Yeah, so I'm not trying to I, look. We don't know what happened behind closed doors between Zaya Zaya and his mother, who's now in a mental asylum. But I think it's important to factor in that when it comes to mental asylums, it is not like rehab where in, in a lot of cases people go to rehab based on choice. 
if you get to a mental asylum, you really hit rock bottom. Most people who get to mental asylums do not go there by choice. The translation for that is you cannot function in society at all. You are a danger to yourself imagine, and others and around imagine, you. And just imagine what that would do to a 10-year-old, 6-year-old kid. Not even what it would do. We don't even know what his mother may have possibly been doing to him. While because she was she was the one who had custody of him before, you know, she had all these issues and, and so forth. We actually do not know what happened behind closed doors. Mm. Can I ask you a question? Let's let's uh, let's go. Um, I, I don't want to play, you know, Mr. Theory man here, but let's just go along with this. It, let's go along with like the, we obviously know that the mother's in a the mental asylum. Could they think it's a possibility that Wayne is overcompensating for maybe what may have happened to Zaya's to what, what may what may ha- have happened to in, uh, during her childhood when she was living with her mum, and now he he knows all of this and he's like, okay, I have to just support this kid no matter what because this kid has been through hell. Mm. You know, I, I I hadn't thought about that, that, but that's a very high possibility. Mm-hmm. That's a very high possibility because. And you know what's ironic? Dwayne Wade is being called the father of the year. This is a man who cheated on both his partners. By, by, partners. Who, by, by who? Who's calling him father? The alphabet community is calling him father of the year? Oh, the, the, news, the newspaper headlines. And this oh, is because where, is. Is, is they pandering? Like, I, I'm going to say this. If, if I see a Keeping Up With Zaya on TV... <laughs> nah dog nah like i just hope because it looks like a rollout you know a rollout you know somebody when they have a rollout they about to bring some shit like the shit that gabriel union has been tweeting and just pandering to the lgbtq plus community it's kind of extra to be honest if you were never on this lane before and like it's like, like people have ulterior motives. I'm not just gonna take this and be like, oh yeah, amazing dad, amazing stepmom. Oh yeah, you're so, so. no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have to be objective and look at it on both sides and just not. We live in a society that just looks at things at face value. And you know what? A lot of people need to also take into account. Let's say hypothetically, you know, we end up having a keeping up with Zion or whatever it is. Hmm. In terms of the ulterior motive, you know, you know, um, theory, it's not far fetched because look at let's take Gabrielle Union for example. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of her career, her career, what a lot of people do not realize is actually failing. In terms of movies, she has not been in any good movies for the past I don't know fifteen years, twenty years. She's been mm-hmm. in and out all her movies, all her blockbuster films they've all done dismally financially um are you saying that zaya is gabriel union's new project i wouldn't be surprised i'm being so serious i mean look we're not look i mean like i'm not saying it's gonna happen but i'm not gonna lie to you i wouldn't be too surprised because her career is not exactly popping at all it hasn't for quite for quite a long time she got fired from america uh america's got talent so in terms of projects that she's doing she's not doing much you know what i mean so it's like how exactly do i step into a territory where i can garner attention but publicity 
money, all these different things. Yeah, man. I just, I just hope, like I said, they don't do a reality show. I have no malice towards Zaya. I wish it the best. Mm. I, I, my, my energy is not going to a kid. My energy is going to not just the, 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 the Wades. Just all these stories about kids and their parents, just like parents allowing their kids to transition on or not guiding them correctly. I just feel a certain type of way about it. I have no malice to the kid at all. Don't get it twisted. I, I wish her the best. I just feel like the parents, we need to do a better job in guiding our kids. We, 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 we're getting too soft. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no, honestly, I, look. Um, that's how we raise a total yeah, generation. Yeah, honestly. Um, and I, like you said, like you, you said an important point. I think there's a lot of overcompensation where, you know, with Dwayne, he probably feels like, rah, you know, I wasn't... Matt- or most of her, why, I wonder why she was staying, why the kid was staying with the mom. Because Dwayne was a basketball player. And if you know anything about basketball player schedule, man's always on the road. Man is always working nine months of the year. So I'm also sure that also is coming into play that mm-hmm. early in your childhood, I probably wasn't there as I could because number one, you know, I was, I was working on my career and, you know, yeah, that's crazy, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important. The genesis of of of, of alphabet people. We had a discussion yesterday, and I, I want to have it. And I think it's important to have it. And you can feel a certain type of way about it, alphabet people. But we, I've I've been listening and watching very closely for the past decade, and. This thing of that LGBTQ, non-queer, queer, non-binary people are just that, are just born like that? Nah, auntie. Mm-mm. That is not true. Gay people, LGBTQ people, y'all do not come off the womb like that. There is a genesis. Something happened. Nine, ten, nine, out, ten, nine out of ten times. From what I've seen, and, and we, we, we've traded stories, Dylan, uh, the past couple of weeks, there's so many stories of gay, transgender, queer people. And if you look into their past, there's nine out of ten times. And I'm not lying. Ask, talk to people. Listen to people. Pay attention to people. I know society does not do that, but I, I'm one of the people who pay attention to, to, to the subtle so, details. To the subtle details, there is always something that happened in the past. Either rape, either there's some serious parental issues. Molestation. Fails you, molestation, that kind of derails you into this path. And th- I have no problem with that. But we, we, y'all just can't go around walking around and acting like... Hunty, I came out the pussy like this. No, you didn't. Your uncle raped you. Let's mm, mm. see how this. Oh, I, I do not want to sound like, uh, what's the word? Like I'm anti y'all. I'm not. I couldn't give a shit about y'all. That's the honest truth. But y'all can't go around acting like y'all were born like this, like God created you like this. God, I'm, and I'm not saying God does not love you, but you were not created like this. Something happened in your life 
that and this is how you are now and y'all need to realize that because the only way you can move forward is is dealing with that shit because a lot of you a lot of y'all are just going around life and just sucking through dicks and eating pussy and thinking that shit is gonna go away and then it one never day, goes away it's <laughs> gonna blow up mm. and i say this with love because i know people who, a lot, uh, and you know what? And just for the listeners to understand, me saying this does not mean a straight person talking about your community does not mean they're anti-gay or they're homophobic. Please stop with that bullshit. Please stop with that. That is not true. And we actually know, like, actually acquainted, like with a lot of wrong. So continue. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, I'll start with the beginning for me, you know, my mm. outlook on it. So I think in terms of how the whole thing started, in terms of the peak level, it started around about early 2015, 2014, when the whole, you know, rainbow community thing was sort of being pushed and stuff like that. And I was a bit on the fence because I was like, look, I, re- I really don't care what they do with their lives. It's really none of my business kind of thing. But I was like, listen, we're not going to pretend like this is a deviation to basic nature, you know what I mean? So I was like, look, let me look at it for more spectrums. And I need to, and, and for, for whoever's listening, I'll, look, not to speak too highly of myself, but I'm a very objective person. I never look for information that suits my narrative or my thinking. Yeah. I'm always willing to learn and unlearn, you know what I mean? So when this whole thing was popping off, um, I was like, you know what? A lot of you lot are telling me, you know, you were born this way and, you know, and all this stuff. I was like, mm. it doesn't, it, it, it wasn't a satisfying answer for me. So I and said, that's, you know, people say that just, just so they, do, they can't, so they don't deal with the truth. Yeah, that's really what it is. But I've had a lot of, you know, you know, alphabet acquaintances, people that I knew where I've had conversations because I wanted to understand them. I'm not a judgmental person or anything, but I really wanted to understand them. And they all would say the whole, yeah, we were born this way kind of thing. I was like, mm, you know what, that, that answer doesn't really satisfy me because even if we put aside the fruity aspect of your whatever, there's something about you that is just unhinged. There's something not right in just your energy. I can feel like you're not at peace. So mm-hmm. what I did was, and, I, and look, I spent a lot of time on this. You know, I really did. Like I said, I don't, because listen, the thing about Google is that you can literally Google anything that will, support your narrative. It's, 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 it's really not that difficult. I said, you know what, let me get back to the basic. Let me not use Google. Let me not do these things. I studied for three months just the psychology of humans, the, the psyche. And it's important. It's important and it's important. It is so important. I started, and this book, this is like a PhD, you know, kind of book with empirical evidence and all these different things. And it goes into childhood development, you know, um, teenage, adulthood, old age, all these different things. And they delve, they delve deep into issues of, for example, molestation, uh, rape, abandonment of the same sex parent, you know, all these different things, abuse, or like, there's like a large spectrum, you know, to, to pick from. And even that book, ironically enough, it's, and this is an academic book. It's not like a novel. It's an academic book. Do you know the name of the book? 
Oh, it was a long time ago. I think it was like, I read it like in 2015 or 16, you know, so I was like from a, it was from university library. So I'm sorry, um, I can't remember. It was a big ad book. It took me like three months to just like go through it. But I'm pretty sure you can find more or less the same. It's not like a, um, like a, like a hidden book. I'm pretty sure you can find, you know, any, you know, psychology book. Especially, it has to be thick. That's that's one thing I need to, you know, to, to, it's, it, it's the size of it, like, encyclopedia, basically. Um, but, yeah, I looked into it, I studied it, and the conclusion, to cut a long story short, the reality is all these types of experiences, these abuses, these traumas, they do have a large and significant impact on how people turn out. Y'all can't avoid that and, and discount that because that's very true. I don't mm. care what y'all say. You know, and um, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So there is a large and sort of like significant, you know, uh, influence on how people turn out. All right, cool, calm. I was like, okay, let me not just take that at face value. I read it. It's very informative, very, you know, objective. Let me now look online. Let me look at videos. Let me see sort of like psychiatric or not psychiatric psychologists reports psychologists interviews with people who come from you know um the rainbow community and to my surprise you know a lot of them have been honest enough to say listen and you can find it online i'm pretty sure it's still there i mean i looked through it in like 2015 2016 and a lot of them have been honest enough to say listen yes i am from the rainbow community but I wasn't born this way, in all honesty. You know, mm-hmm. there's something about being, you know, sexually abused or ha- not having a father in your life or a mother in your life kind of thing where it causes sexual <laughs> and, confusion, and, you know? And it's not even in just just in, 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 in the alphabet community. A yeah. parallel is to men and women who are abused and raped as kids or even as adults. There's always, if you look nine out of ten times, you know, their adolescence was filled with a lot of confusion and a lot of just like, uh, it's, 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 it's very, it's, you can't avoid it. And I've seen it personally in my life with just people that I've met along and, and we, 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 we need to realize that and just not think people are like this for, just on their own. It's, there's, there's a genesis there's a genesis to everything yeah. and this is how you know yeah they, that's important it's, there's a genesis to everything you know besides you know alphabet community and this is not primarily it, this is basic life for everything yeah. so when we talk even about narcissists antisocial behavior all these different issues in society there's a genesis right. people don't wake up and just become serial killers right. they really don't you know what I mean there's a genesis to everything. And I think if we approach... Uh, the, the people, the, the serial killers from all these documentaries, um, what's the Don't Fuck With Cats guy, the guy who Ed, killed... Um, Ed, Ed Bundy. Ed yeah, like, there's so many things you pick up, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, so many things you pick up from how, how they grew up impact them so many, like so much. So with, with the alphabet community, you also can't you know, deny that. Mm, mm, without a doubt. So, obviously, now I've gotten this sort of, like, plethora of information and, and, and all these different things. So I was like, okay, 
I now understand, you know, to a degree how this works. Let me now practice it in real life. Let me talk to them. So I was very clever. I was very clever and I was very subtle. And I approached a lot of, you know, people from, you know, the rainbow community. And I was like, you know, obviously I made sure that they felt comfortable and they, they felt like I wouldn't judge them and stuff like that. And ironically enough, the same people who told me that they were born this way, once they get comfortable with you and they clock that, you know, <laughs> they tell you like, listen, the reality is when I was a kid, you know, I was raped by my uncle. I was molested by this. I was done this. I was done that. Or, you know, my, 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 my father left me when I was three years old and X, Y, Z, like, happened. Like, a chain of things happened along the way. Like, as a human race, as a human race, we cannot pay attention. We cannot just... We, what, what, what am I trying to say? As a human race, we need to realize that fatherlessness, not having a father or mother growing up, affects you so much. I know we live in baby mama culture where baby mamas think that they can raise a kid on their own and that kid will be fine. It's not true. It's and not you true. know, you know what's ironic about this whole baby mama, baby daddy culture? A lot of people on social media complain about how uh, men are toilet, women are this, women are hoes, women are ah, uh, men are this, men are this. The irony is that do you know, and this is not an opinion, this is not a conspiracy theory, a large proportion of the same people you complain about go into their history and you'll find where they came from. They all, if not all of them, most of them tend to come from these broken and messed up environments. Yep. And that's why for me, honestly, look, no disrespect to, to, to anyone. Look, I know everyone's situation oh. is very subjective and stuff like that but i don't res I, don't, I really i'm so sorry i do not respect people who create contexts or situations where they end up raising a kid all on their own whether it's a man or whether it's a woman you need a balance of male and female energy in order for you to create healthy people in society because guess what when you do this whole i don't need no man or i don't need no woman to to raise my kid kind of thing you create, and look, we're not saying that every person who comes from single parent household comes out jacked out. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people who come from single parent household and they're pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but the majority, when we're looking at them, oh, it's the majority. Yeah, the large and grander scheme of things, like, there's a plethora of issues that come out of it. So, um, for me, like, in conclusion, really, it's like, my issue is not about, you know, your, your, you know, your sexual orientation. It's really not. My issue is that can we at least have this honest con conversation? Because if we were to, I'm not going to lie to you, if we were to have this honest conversation about the genesis of where a lot of these things come from, I would gladly support whatever it is, you know, you know, or not support everything, but I would be probably a hundred percent more, you know, accepting and more supportive because I know that you are unfortunately to a degree, a, a product of your own environment. It's not really your fault. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's, if accepting is the, is the word because they don't need our acceptance. 
but I just feel like oh yeah, for your continue as a people for the next generation of 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 LGBTQ people for them to 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 to, to go through life easier. Y'all need to ha- ha- deal with the genesis and just stop acting like something didn't happen because that's not healthy. Mm. forget you being gay or non-binary or whatever it is as a human it's just not healthy you just avoiding the elephant in your room in your life that is affecting you that is depressing you that that like it's not healthy you will implode mm. and especially this community and i'll copy some bail because you kind of are like the first generation community like but for the next generation of your of your kids, who or, or the next generation of 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 alphabet people, y'all really need to just have a culture of the dealing with shit and 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 healing, and then we can move move forward better as just humans. Period. Let's not move and just be just be blind to what the fuck happened. Like that's not that's not normal. It, it's not. And not only that, let's not even put too much light on the alphabet community. Let's start even with just the actual society and the individuals, men and women. This whole baby mama, baby daddy culture, it needs to stop. Because this is where a lot of it comes from. Uh, we, we, we're now in the age where the women who are going around acting and actually like, we don't need y'all. Listen, I will like never should, should as, much, as, as much as I had a rant earlier on about how black women, how y'all moving, and I'm kind of getting tired. I will never go on social media saying I do not need a woman because that is a bullshit. We need is we need we need each other as 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 much together. Like no one is more superior together. Like that's when we will raise functional kids on our own. We're gonna raise a lot of kids who just have, are just. Are there, are too go many deficits. there are too many deficits that happen along the exactly. way. And stop doing that, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because I, I mean, like, to sort of get personal. Dick, you know, and just like, I, I, I don't know what it is with y'all. Like, just get that shit out of Like, it's, forget about it. Like, honestly. I don't, I don't like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. On the, I do not respect black women like that. They're very dangerous women. And, and you know what it is? It's not even about them, really. Because a lot of the things that they do or say, it's not even a place of, ah, uh, you know, it's more, it's a place, it's, it's a place of resentment and bitterness. Where, and like, we need from a mile afar, you are not slick. Y'all, y'all are not slick. Virtue signaling one-on-one, my ninja. <laughs> Dog. Oh my God! I don't like that. Why is it I haven't been able to keep any men, men in in, in the, my past relationships? Sometimes you have to look at yourself, manager. <laughs> and look, and just to clarify as well, this is not to say like men are are great and like a lot of men are toilet a lot. You must at the same time as men, we take like we. We, like the, the shit we do, we take it to the chest. We like, yeah, I did wrong. You you will never see men going around like, nah, but that didn't do. Like, listen, it, like when we know when we know when we when we're wrong, we own that shit. Y'all don't own ninety percent of y'all shit pertaining to our relationships. Like, you just don't. 
Yeah, man. Honestly, I know this sounds like a very, I don't know, uh, radical thought. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I genuinely feel like, um, I genuinely feel like, and this will never happen, of course, but I, I genuinely feel like sometimes the government, the government should regulate the types of people who procreate. Because I, I look at certain people and I'm like, you can't have kids. You really should not have kids in all seriousness. Whether it's the men, whether it's the women. Certain people need to have mental assessments before they're giving... Mm. Mm. The right to have kids. I'm gonna be real, child. We all are raising some toilet kids out here. <laughs> and, and and you know what? Look, you are doing a good job. Like, don't like. I'm not talking about all of you, but I like. There's a lot of toilet going around. I have to just speak to it. And, and, I, and if you think I'm talking to you, then it is what it is. But I'm I'm not talking to all of y'all because I know there are certain women that just think I'm talking to all women. No, I specify the women that I'm talking to. I don't know why y'all get so emotional about it. You know, for me, and and I need to um, to also not to cut slack, but um, I just no, no. What what I mean is um, the reason why I I I don't like the whole thing of oh I don't need a man I don't need you know someone to 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 create balance in raising a kid. Listen, you can be the most educated person, you have a great job, you can have a house, a car. You can be Wonder Woman. You, you can probably do it all, yeah? But the reality is, this is real life. If you have, let's say, one kid that you're looking after by yourself as a so-called, you know, single mother, yeah? There are certain things that, Yes, you might do everything, give them everything that they need or want. Mm-hmm. There are certain things a child, whether it's a boy or a girl, that they can oh. only get from their father. Preach. 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 And, the, yeah. and the same principle applies, vice versa. It's not they even like, you know. That. They don't want to hear that. Like, they don't. But it's the truth. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give... I'll, I'll, to sort of give a, a personal... When he or she is 18. Yeah, yeah. Have a real conversation. How do you feel about your father or your mother not being in your life? Have a real conversation. And the truth will come out. You know, I mean, so that people don't think I'm being a dick. You know. Um, it's the truth, fam. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to use a sort of like a personal example for me. You know. Um... <laughs> Um, for me, there were, there were times in my life, you know, when I was a kid where I I kind of felt like, you know, to a degree, maybe, you know, I was better off, you know, without my old man not being in our life kind of thing. And, you know, I always used to say to my mom, like, oh, you know, you know, why are you still with this dude kind of thing? And, you know, I was kind of resentful towards my mom and my mom said to me, like, listen, you know. As much as you think that, you know, I'm all you need, there are certain things that, you know, only your father can teach you. And when I was a kid, I didn't keep it. I, I really be, didn't. Especially you being a man, like, you need a father. I, I'm sorry, but women cannot raise men. Mm. I'm sorry I said it. It's mm. the truth. You know, mm. and... It, it was only it was it was only later when I was a lot older and much more mature and I experienced life 
where I said to my mom, you know, mom, at the time it didn't make sense, but I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you know, you made the right decision because there are certain things that I've gotten from my dad a lot, you know, where I know for a fact I could never get from my mom, whether it's advice, whether it's guidance, whether it's, it's a specific kind of support, you know what I mean? Like the, just certain things as a man, I could, I couldn't get from my mom. I'm so sorry to say this. And I think it's the same thing even with growth. There are certain things that you could get from your mom, but there's certain things that you can only get from your old man. That's just how it is. Yeah, man. Hey, we kept it real. Uh, I hope you listen intentively. Don't get emotional. When you catch yourself listening to this podcast and getting emotional, just let's rewind. A lot of people get emotional, then a lot of people are like, oh, why can you say that? I'm like, fam, listen again. Don't get emotional. We're gonna, we're gonna, t- I'm gonna touch on on the last topic, just on a, on a funny topic. Huck, going back to the alphabet people, and just we've said it before, but I think some of y'all just take things too seriously. And I hate when media people say something that the alphabet people don't like, and then they have to just. Come back and apologize. I hate it. Casey, Wendy was on our show. Alex was talking about some weird tradition of Valentine's. I think Galentine's or something. I don't know what it is. I, I know nothing about this shit. But I will play the audio, Dylan. I'm sure you haven't heard this, but this is Wendy Williams on our show. And listen, as a woman, I honestly think she has a right to say this. I don't know why you want to silence her. Like, for real. It is, like, I don't know. I, I, I personally did not see anything wrong with it. Let me play the clip. You don't even understand the rules of the day. It's women going out and getting saucy and then going back home. Yeah, you're not a part. I don't care if you're gay. You don't get a mency every 28 days, all right? You can do a lot that we do, but I get offended by the idea that we go through something you will never go through. Preach? And stop wearing our skirts and our heels. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. I hate... Listen, I'm not going to say shout out to you because you retracted your fucking comment. So hold on. This is what her apology was like the next day. Like, dude, I I was so disappointed because like, why do we have to apologize for what we feel, dog? The shit we say behind closed doors, we can't say it in public. Why? Whether right or wrong, everyone, like, there is a constitution that tells you you have the right to free speech. So why the fuck can she not speak what she feels? This is because it's the fucking alphabet committee. Hey, this is an apology. I'll start by saying I apologize. I did not mean to offend my LGBTQ plus community. Uh, on yesterday's show. Uh, you I can tell she took a break. Like, I, I don't think I should do this. <laughs> I got home and watched the second running of our show here in New York. And I always watch when I can to critique my delivery or, you know, the cameras, the lights, the, the, you know, the audience, the, the camera, like I. Wendy, why are you doing I'm this? I'm very persnickety about how I do my show. 
And one thing that I can tell you right now is that I never do the show in a place of malice. Uh, this is, this is what, what we talk about Dylan, all the time. And I have a problem with people in my life. When I say something that's wild to them, <laughs> which is a regular day, and they think it's malice. Intention is fucking everything, dog. And what she said, I have no problem with. She's a woman. She can say this. She can say that. She can say, y'all don't have a menstrual cycle. Y'all, y'all don't go through the shit that we go through. You may say, oh, yeah, I, 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 I feel like a woman. But you don't, you, we're not in the same boat. Like, I understand, I understand when exactly like talking about menstrual cycle. Y'all don't go through the shit we to go through. Like, so stop acting like you do. Like, you, you, I, I understand that. And I don't care if y'all think that's fucking wrong. Like, y'all are just pussies. I'm sorry. It's pussy. It's pussy behavior. There's nothing wrong with a woman saying that. And I hated that she had to apologize for that shit. I love it. Fucking shit. She probably got called by a handler the was like, yo, no, she was yeah. yeah. And the same thing happened with Snoop. Snoop had to retract his statement about Gail, you know, and... No, but, uh, what, what, oh, but that, that had nothing to do with the LGBT community, did that? No, I'm not just saying, like, I'm just saying there's a lot of retraction that happened, and it's like, so... Oh, but Snoop, I, I understand why, because he called her a bitch, and there was no need to call Gail King a bitch, um, even though she was really wild. I don't think there's, there's the reason to do that. But with this, like, fam, nah, dog. I hate, like, y'all are like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are. You're like, like, and especially in Hollywood, y'all are so feared. And it's like, and you're so, you're, you're so sensitive. Like, get the fuck over it. But do you know, do you know what, it, do you know what this kind of thing does? It, it doesn't have a good effect. Because, People are obviously gonna deem what happened in these kind of cases, right? And we're not gonna talk we're not gonna have conversations. Yeah, people were alienated. Get... Yeah, people were alienated because like, I can't even have like an honest conversation. People automatically alienate you and you end up just being a social pariah. Like I'll take for me, for example, like because of all this nonsense that happens, you know, I don't I generally stay clear away from from rainbow folks now like like super clear because it's like like there's the the, the level of sensitivity and the level where it's just like oh man like i stay clear because like i don't want to deal with your nonsense like it was like you can't even i can't even uncle Ray, i've had honest conversation with my best friend where we don't even agree with each other and it's calm like we keep it moving like we're still best buddies we can ash it over and you know, talk about the next thing. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't yeah. have those conversations with anyone. We, should, we shouldn't be fucking agreeing on everything. What type of life is that? Like, fuck. Yeah, so now, for me, I, honestly, I, I, I honestly tell you this, like, I stay clear from it because it's like, I don't need that kind of, like, walking on eggshell kind of energy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't. And look, you know, I once said this to people, I think it was last year, yeah, and I said, this whole, you know, rainbow, you know, trending thing that's happening, you know, for the last couple of years, sooner or later it's going to improve, I promise you this. Might not be now, it might not be this year, next year, but it's something when it's going to improve. Like how? Implode in the sense that no one is going to fuck with it. At 
because people should be able, like I said, you and I have had a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. debatable arguments where we might not have necessarily but it's and not that deep. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have opposing opinions or thoughts. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I can't have that with them and they, you know, want acceptance from society, and you know what? If we if we have to walk around eggshells with y'all, like we will never we will never live as one. Like to be honest, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to end? You want to uh, touch on before we end the podcast, Dylan? I think the last thing I I just want to say is that Mm -hmm. as society, let's put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Let's put the phone down for a bit. I think a lot of the things that are coming out now, a lot of these sort of like you know unnecessary problems, they could really be solved by just putting the phone down and dealing with reality. So whether you have anxiety, whether you have personal issues at home, home you honestly can you cannot expect to heal if all you do is click, click, click on your phone. I'm not saying don't use your phone or whatever it is, but I'm just saying take a break from it. Take a month, take two months, even a year if possible. You know what I mean? I've done it myself where like I just took a break from social media. For me personally, I'm not like, I don't have like a, a personal social media account that I use because I realize that it takes away so much time and energy in becoming a better individual for myself, for my family and for my partner. So let's put the phone down. For, for That's, right. That's a powerful message. Anyway, we're going to end the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please like, please subscribe and uh, rate that podcast. I've got a dope 90s sleeper this week. None of y'all. If y'all know this, y'all some real hip-hop heads. Dylan, I'm going to teach you about 90s hip-hop. This is my 90s sleeper. This is Millennium and... It's called Fantasia. It is written in the stars. Don't sleep on it yet. This enchanted lullaby. Fantasia, Fantasia. I let a girl come between me and my man. This that night is hip hop. This enchanting relationship connection. This enchanting I remember seeing her in my dreams, stroking the flame, trying to figure out exactly what this all means. Got it seems I'm trapped up in emotions. All of the commotion, overdose on love potion. Her sexual emotions got me hung. Using her tongue got me sprung. Word is born, screaming her name from my love. It started out as fun. I should've known better than the flow with her. Started out as friends, now I zone with her. Chill at home with her. When she feeling alone, we talk for hours late at night and fall asleep on the phone. I make her moan when the side's steaming. Caught up in passion, me and Fantasia apart. I can't imagine or even fathom the thought of us getting caught. It's not every day you find someone who hit you in the heart. From the start, we should have caught it quits. Just where it worked. Cause in the process, I knew someone. That was a millennium with Fantasia. That's that's, uh, <clears throat> it's hard. 
If any of y'all know it, oh, I'll be surprised. So I'm going to play a 2000 Sleeper by Dylan. I've never heard of this artist or song. Dylan, what's it called? Xavier something honest. That's what I'm going to play. Uh, this sounds dope, though. Xavier featuring Spazaragatsen. <laughs> Track mm-hmm. on If roses are red and violets are violets, why would you tell me they're blue? Can we play a game of truth or dare? I dare you to tell me the truth. Cause if the truth hurts, let me be in pain for a little. Cause the pain will. That was Javier with Honest. No, Dylan, this week's sleeper was your best sleeper. Now, we're up in the game now. That's a dope song, but yeah. Nights are good. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Remember, subscribe, rate, like, wherever you listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. Take me back to the 90s podcast. Peace and love. Peace and love, Dylan. Kuala Lumpur.